Welcome to Outdoor Living with the Pros. I'm your host, Kevin Moore, and today we are going to talk about grading and drainage. So 2018, we're talking about the wettest year on record ever, as far as anyone knows, in the Baltimore and D.C. metro area. So this is a super, super important topic. Uh, this is the most important topic involving anything to do with landscaping and or new construction that requires footings and or foundation, bar none. So I have invited and have here with me my good friend, Mr. Shane Ross. He is the president of First Impression Land Services, uh, drainage, grading, excavation, and stormwater management expert. Hi, Shane. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. great. I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me. And yeah. I mean, l literally, Happy to be here. hey, I could have invited anybody to do this. Mm -hmm. Shane is one of those guys I've known for ever and a day. He is a fantastic, fantastic resource when it comes to this. And he is, and I'm just singing his praises, he is by far one of the most knowledgeable and trustworthy people in this area that I know. Um, and one of the very, very select few co uh, contractors who I will partner with on these type of projects. Because generally speaking, um, I like to do everything in-house, which yep. you know very exactly. well. I mean, we have, we have a lot of employees, so we like to keep them busy, but sometimes you need the expert, and I call you. So um, I'm going to get right down to it. Question number one, whenever we show up to a job site, whether it as, is as a landscape architect, landscape designer, or, you know, simply doing a, um, you know, any type of um, walkthrough, look around at a job, mm -hmm. first question, where is the water going? And I'm going to turn it over to you for a minute, Shane. Where's the water going? You got to find out where it's, if it's going to an inlet drain or if it's, if it's on a development it would be an inlet drain it's or you know a swale by the house or right. you know the backyard so you have to find out you just want you know the water to flow downhill basically so yeah. you have to make sure that's and standing water is not good either so you don't want a right. you know level backyard as well yeah. but um i would say this year the biggest challenge is it, there's so much water and even with some inlet drains they're getting overwhelmed so a lot of things we're running into now is enlarging drains, you know, uh, uh, putting culvert drains in under driveways so to get the water away from the house. But in a nutshell, this year has been a real challenge with the, right. with the way the weather's been. Yeah, so. and, and earlier this morning we were talking, I mean, one of my clients who's been a client for decades, I'm not sure which almanac he looks at, but mm -hmm. he's usually right. And mm -hmm. he said 2019, at least in this area, isn't going to be much better. No, a lot of rain coming. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of wet weather. And the ground is super saturated right mm -hmm. now. It's got nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's a real concern because, I mean, just for example, like a perme you hear a lot about permeable pavements mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Well, the permeable pavement is only as good as its ability to exfiltrate water. Yeah, so we're, yeah, mm -hmm. we're in a high clay environment here. Mm -hmm. For the most part, there are some areas that are sandier that drain better. But for the most part, in you know central Maryland to speak mm -hmm. of, we're in a high clay area. So you'll see um, a really, honestly, for the most part, well done permeable pavement driveway, for example. Yes. 
and water's coming up out of it and mm -hmm. running off. Yeah, it's it the water just table is so high. It doesn't have point. anywhere to go. Yeah. So yeah, this, these are these are big concerns. So you know, answering that question, you know, where is the water going to go when we're done? That's the question we have to answer. And we, well, yeah, you also don't want the water if you do have a small property in a development, and you have let's say um, your your gutter leaders leading out. You don't mm -hmm. want to drain the water onto your neighbor's house, neighbor's yard, or you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and or their you know if they have an area mm -hmm. that goes into the basement, mm -hmm. you know. You're going to flood their basement. Yeah. So you want to, and really most times, most of your counties, and they mm -hmm. want you to keep the water on your property, they say. Yeah. They don't mean you actually have to keep it all on your property. They mean just don't direct the water at your neighbor's property. That brings so. up a great point because I, I, I know of for sure, just because we just ran into this recently where we had to look into some of the municipal um, bylaws. There's an area of old Catonsville, which is Baltimore County, mm -hmm. um, and... In that section of Baltimore County, if you are going to run your downspouts out, mm -hmm. um, even if it's just with a downspout extender, like you'd buy at a box store, one mm -hmm. of the ones that looks like an accordion, yeah. it cannot empty any f closer than eight feet from the property line. Mm -hmm. So who knew that? Well, anybody who lives in that part of Catonsville who listens to this podcast knows that now. Exactly. But, I mean, you can actually get sued. You can get taken to court, and I know a lot of people who have. And it's cost them a lot of money, even if they won. Lawyers aren't cheap. And yeah, well, you're just what you're yeah. doing is you're dumping. It's not the right thing yeah. to do. You're just dumping no. water on your neighbor's house, and it, that goes the same for sump pumps. You right. have a sump pump that runs all the time because you have an area away, or yeah. you know, in, yep. in the back, or yeah. or just a wet basement, or just the condensate from the, your AC mm -hmm. system. Yeah, um, and you got it directed at your neighbor's house, and then Definitely. you know that family has to do something with the water as well. Because right. you're dumping on them, but right. you want to keep it off yeah. other people's yeah. property. That's so. So, from a perspective of someone who gets called out to people's houses mm -hmm. constantly, you mm -hmm. know, because I, yeah. I work mostly residentially, I, I have very little to no interest in pursuing commercial work anymore, and stopped mm -hmm. doing that, as you know, years yeah. ago. You still do a lot of commercial work. Mm -hmm. I, I do. don't. I don't. Um, but. I, I have a lot of people call me with saying, I have, you know, I have this huge water problem. Mm -hmm. well, well, what constitutes a water problem? I mean, I think that's a really good question to answer because, you know, there's a difference between, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk for a minute here and I apologize. I do oh, want you right. to get into it, but, <laughs> but I mean, if you have water in the basement, that's a water problem. Exactly. If you have mold, standing yeah, black mold, and we'll get yeah, into that yeah. stuff later. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you have water that's standing in your yard, 60, 70 feet away from the house, and your basement's dry, and your foundation, the inside of your foundation walls aren't damp, and mm. your sump pump really isn't discharging, you don't have a water problem. You have a water inconvenience. Exactly. So that's a different. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a yeah. different kettle of fish. But I mean, if you have water in the basement, or you know, and we'll get into this too. I mean, I have clients who have their sump pumps discharging every eight to 15 seconds mm -hmm. and it never stops. And I have clients who's, you know, which is a horrible situation to be in. Well, they, they, have, they need two sump pumps just to get well, one they, dive. Actually, on the one client I'm thinking of does. And one of them is uh, a jet pump or a hydro pump. So, and the other one's back. And the, yes, it doesn't the, the prime, yeah, the primary is a battery backup. So, I mean, that's that's a they've yeah. sunk a lot of money into their sump pumps, but mm -hmm. it's still their basement's dry, but it's running constantly. Mm -hmm. 
And no matter what happens, it's going to keep running constantly because that sump pump is grabbing water from the the drain tile. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. they could have a spring this time of year. Mm -hmm. You're having springs pop up everywhere. Yep. Um, we're seeing that a lot in a, in a in an area like say it's in your in a backyard in a field right. where it's been dry for ten years, and then all of a sudden now it's a wet spot, and that springs pop it up. Um, you know, it we're seeing that everywhere now. Yeah, so, at the end not so much in a residential area, right. but more so in your mm -hmm. larger properties. You know, acre or two acres or right. maybe more than that. So well, yeah, I mean the crazy thing is we're seeing. I mean we're seeing stuff we've never seen before. And we've both exactly. been doing this 30 years, mm -hmm. and we've never seen, there's stuff going on that we've never seen before, and yeah. we do this every day. So that's, if we've never seen it, neither has anybody else, basically. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So let's say you've answered that question, what is a water problem, and you decide you have water in your basement. Okay, and we say water because we're in Baltimore. Okay, that's why we say water. <laughs> yeah, water. Other people say we pronounce it wrong. We pronounce it properly. <laughs> I want to clarify that. Okay. Anyway, on to water. <laughs> so you've determined that you have a, a water problem, uh, and you are trying to determine. And I mean, a lot of people get scared. When they exactly. start getting water in their basement, they start to flip out and they don't know what to do. It's, do I call a basement waterproofing company? Do I call a grading drainage company? Well, I, Sometimes, know. like if a house is built, and I see this a lot, like say it was built many years ago, I don't know, you know, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're built on grade, they're saying, where right. there's only, believe it or not, there's only four inches, like from your slider or even mm -hmm. the step to enter the house. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty close. Well, if the house in the front is four inches on grade, but the grade in the back of the house is actually up mm -hmm. at the back of the house, right. well, the water's pouring towards the front. You get a heavy rain, mm -hmm. and it's coming in the door. I see that a lot in basement areaways. <sighs> I see so and it floods, that. this year, it's, it floods mm -hmm. them out. And it's, right, right. It's, it ruins everything in your basement, basically. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame. That actually happened to my neighbor, which is horrible because he, he's... In our development, I mean, we've only been in this house for, this is my old man house. I've only been here for like two and a half years. But um, he's he his house was built in 1981. So when his house was built, there were only five houses in this entire giant development that we mm -hmm. live in. Now there's how many? <clears throat> five, six hundred. This is the first year that his basement flooded. His insurance didn't cover it. I was over there with him until like midnight. You remember me telling yeah. you that? I was over there like midnight with my little submersible pump trying to keep the water out of the basement mm -hmm. because there was, there was nowhere to send, there was nowhere to send the water and there was no opportunity for grading to occur because everything around him off of his property is uphill. Yep. So. It's like a, your, your house is sitting on a yeah, pole basically. It's, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's your worst case scenario. And there's still ways to take care of that with, you know, doing French drains. and Which is exactly what we wound up having, you know, done yeah. for him is that we, you know, we put in a, a you know, a basically a drain that was, uh, it had a submerged sump pump so that the sump and, pit would then And, and you out. get back to like your basement waterproofing companies, mm -hmm. they're good too. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have a real severe issue, you may have to do both. You may have to do right. grading and all, and then the waterproofing company comes in and they do the, you know, the drain tile inside the house, which is the interior right. French drain. And that also may be done, but you know mm -hmm. that's a totally separate thing. But right. but they're also good as well to, to solve right. that problem. Right. But you still mm -hmm. need to address the issues outside as yeah. well. Well, and so. one thing one thing I really need to bring up, which which I'm so glad you brought that up, as far as like a basement waterproofing company and then grading and drainage. Something else is that a lot of people don't pay a lot of attention to is their gutters. Mm -hmm. So your average builder 
house puts in a five inch, what's called a five inch K gutter mm-hmm. on the house. Well, a five inch K gutter is pretty good for a townhouse, but for a rancher, it's completely insubstantial. It cannot handle the load of water. So if you are seeing water running over your gutters when it's raining, you need to get your gutters fixed first. And that may be your your least expensive and potentially most effective way of getting that water now, from running down against the foundation. How many times have you seen a, a mm-hmm. gutter system, the house roof, like the house is mm-hmm. almost, the roof is 50 foot long. You know, from um, front to, you know, every, left to right. Six times a day. And they have one, one down <laughs> drain on it. You oh, know? all the time. All the time. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, the size and, yeah. gutter does make a big difference. Yeah. And our construction company, I mean, CLI Home Services, our construction division, we do a lot of gutter work. And that's mm. the reason, because we go out and we go, oh my God, there's this, this gutter can't drain. Yeah. It's not just that it's not working, it, it never did. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a, potentially a relatively, I mean, none of it's inexpensive, but compared to digging up your entire foundation, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a drop in the bucket. But a lot of times when you had gutters like that, I mm-hmm. think this, the weather's changed over the years, mm-hmm. and maybe ten years ago that was okay. It's and you know, like I said, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it wasn't the worst thing because a lot of people say, "Oh, mm-hmm. it worked then." Well, unfortunately, right. now the storms have gotten worse, mm-hmm. so now it, it's it's just not doing it anymore. And then you have to increase to a larger size right. gutter, and then you know, yeah. downspouts, and then leaders yeah. off of them, and all. Yeah, and I mean, I am not about to get into the political discussion of whether you believe climate change. It's not. It's real. It's not. Real. I don't care. What I do know is that 2018 is the wettest year on record, and 2019 is off to a real good start to be on par. So, whatever reason that is, we have a water issue. And but the products are out there. I mean, yeah. if, if you have an inadequate gutter system, oh in the sure, house, sure. I mm-hmm. mean, if the mm-hmm. products are there, see, mm-hmm. I don't think you know it. On on the climate change, then that's not going to be the issue. Well, but agreed. Yeah, agreed. But. And, and I agree that that's If your house the case, was on the eastern but, shore and you got yeah. a northeastern coming through yeah. there, you're going to have to have bigger gutters on it. Yeah. I mean, that's regardless. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even with, you know, minimals. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we've covered what's a water problem. So let's get down to like this real simple stuff about permits. Okay. So, so there is grading and drainage uh, that requires permits. Now, in Maryland, in our area, it's really simple. Is it's if it's it's in an area of disturbance over five thousand mm-hmm. square feet, or are you moving in displacing over a hundred cubic yards of soil from said area? Now, if you are doing either of those things, or the contractor that you're potentially hiring is doing either of those things, in Maryland, they have to have a green card. The MDE yeah, Sediment that's... Erosion Control Certification, which we both keep in our wallets. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so if you're hiring someone to do, and you're in Maryland to do a substantial grading job, I would really, really recommend that you make sure that they are certified in that manner because you can get into a lot of trouble. With, yeah. With that, with with mm-hmm. sediment control, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's seen at Home Depot, the mm-hmm. uh, silt fence is on the roll. It's a yes. fabric with the mm-hmm. stains. So, I mean, we go a step farther. A lot of these jobs need a super silt fence, which is chain link, mm-hmm. which is no different than the chain link fence around around your yard, but it's a little shorter right. with a fabric on it that keeps mm-hmm. the the dirt from basically escaping. Right. And uh, it, it serves two purposes. First of all, it keeps the neighbors happy. It keeps the dirt off their property. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if we do get a heavy storm, it contains it. So you right. don't have this runoff rowing in your neighbor's yard or going down to those inlet drains we were speaking of earlier mm-hmm. 
and this is running down to your uh, community, um, basically settling pond. Mm -hmm. So, and if you go fill in your the community settling pond up, every so many years they're gonna have to have this cleaned out, and yes. you may get in a special assessment because you caused yeah. more more damage <laughs> and that's, than the neighbors that, that's did. That's a very so, very heavy duty special exactly. assessment. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want that. You that's, do not want that bill. That's so, the big thing now is cleaning those out. And yeah. So a lot of your associations, that's why they want to know, you know, you know, is it is it a permitted job mm -hmm. or how much soil you're moving? And, right. Uh, a lot of times when you build in the pool, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're going to have a, a soil fence around it. It may not be a super soil fence. It maybe it's a standard DOT, which sure. is the fabric and wood mm -hmm. stakes. But um, either way, you should have something right. and protect yourself. You don't want to ruin it, exactly. and you, you make your yeah. neighbor happy too. It looks sure. It looks a lot more yeah, professional. Protect, protect the, the job site, and that's that's that is key. I mean, that really is the first order, first and last order of business is protecting that job site, and still it is fully stable. I mean, even if you hire somebody and and, and they don't put it in there, question them because yes. it's it, it just looks more professional. I mean, right. I, I think. I mean, it. it whether it's the code or something like that, right. it's just the right thing to do for your neighbor. I agree. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. definitely the right thing to do. And I think that's true no matter where you live. I don't exactly. think that that has anything to do, you know, with, with our region specifically. Exactly. So, so when you're at that point, and I, I know I always beat this point home, but I'm going to say it again. When you're interviewing contractors, and, and you can tell me whether you agree with me or not on this, Shane. When you're interviewing contractors and they're telling you, this one guy tells you this one gal tells you that this person tells you this thing this but make them explain why and make them explain why they want to do what they want to do mm -hmm. in detail if they're not being detailed about why they're approaching your problem the way they are mm -hmm. they probably don't know what they're doing exactly and sometimes I, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. I'm a big thing on this sometimes if as a contractor, if mm -hmm. I listen to the client and they mm -hmm. have a uh, another contractor came up with a couple ideas, yeah. Sometimes I won't disagree with the idea because right. I don't want this to get the work because I'm gonna. Yeah. I may like his idea and say, "Hey, right. that actually is a pretty good idea," and you know. Right. So I think that is a way to, you know, yeah. but also listen to the client um, right. is the best thing. And um, right. as the person hiring the contractor, I mean, references are the best thing. Yeah. I mean. It's that you, if you knew a neighbor that had it done and right. you've seen the work, you know, it, it's more than likely it's going to be good work. So. No, no doubt about it. And it, listen, if you have one of those contractors show up at your house for to solve your water problem and they come with a pre-printed pamphlet of one solution that they offer and they hand you the pamphlet, mm. rip that shit up. Excuse yeah. my language, but get, throw them out. That is ridiculous. There, there, there is no one solution to every problem, especially when it comes to drainage and grading. That is someone who is simply trying to get you to sign on the dotted line. That is simply someone who is going, who is a salesman only. They know about as much about grading, they know about as much about um, you know, managing water as my dog Lila, who's a wonderful dog, who's laying between us here on the couch, <laughs> knows, because we're in our... Um, our basement studios today. Anyways, uh, so but yeah, definitely make that co those contractors explain why like referrals, referrals, and look at and this yeah. you know you know this you know mm -hmm. they're going to give you some names of work they've done and right. It, I mean, a lot of times if you're getting to hire a contractor with water problems, you're mm -hmm. gonna yes ask a lot of questions. You already have a lot of there's sure. a lot of different solutions for problems, whether mm -hmm. it be 
you know, piping it away from the right. house, right. Uh, retaining walls, and right. there's all different ways to do it. Yeah. Um, actually, every way is going to be, you know, the, the cost on, are going to vary because some contractors are going to have a really expensive approach to it, which right. is still good. Right. And um, some may have an inexpensive approach, um, and you may have to, you know. Right. Depending on your budget, you may have to, you know, yeah. choose that way too. Yeah. And and okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make ninety five percent of the contractors in North America hate me even more than they already do. Mm. And here's why: I'm gonna give a great piece of advice to everyone out there who could potentially be hiring a contractor. And I don't care what kind of contractor that is. If that guy or gal is sitting at your kitchen table and you feel any pressure to sign on the dotted line same day, don't do it. I don't care who it is. Don't do it. You need time to digest. Don't make the emotional decision. Make sure that their proposal is well thought out, well described, and sleep on it. Don't make, especially with water, man, you get you get water in your basement, you're scared. Yeah. And well, when we make decisions when we're scared, we make bad decisions. Well, that's what I said. In, in all fairness yeah. to every contractor, sure. we're contractors here. Yeah, yeah. It's just, there's a lot of different ways to do it. So yeah. I don't shoot any, that's what I'm saying. I don't shoot anybody's idea because I, right. I, I go out in jobs, I say, man, that's a heck of an idea. That sure. I and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we approach it more on an excavation grading end. Of course. And um, in... In that respect, and I, I've heard some good with building retaining walls up and patios to divert yeah. different things mm -hmm. because the, the sliding glass door is taking water into the mm -hmm. basement. There's different ways to do it. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, just do your homework. Right, no <laughs> doubt. You know, and then, and, I mean, you know, there, you, you need some sort of drainage. You know, if, there, if, if, if it requires drainage and grading, if a design is required, and you need to work with a company who has a professional landscape architect on staff or a design team like we do, um, that's not a free service. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason it's not a free service, because you get what you pay for. If you pay nothing for your design, generally speaking, that's pretty much what it's worth. So just to, just to throw that out there. But, well, to get know. into that real quick, yeah. the, um, you know, if you hire a design company, they're going to know... You know where the grade is on your house. You know where you're when you walk out the, the the door to the threshold. If it's you know you step out, it's four inches down. If it's mm -hmm. ten inches down, where it may be, mm -hmm. and then um, from there out there, they're, they're going to know you know from zero to the back of the yard mm -hmm. whether the the water's flowing towards the house or away from the house. Right. If it's in the middle, it's flowing one way, and that way you can actually see on paper before you have the work done if it's going to work too. Exactly. So. Yeah, and, you know. and that's and that's from my perspective. Mm -hmm. um, you know, having been in business for as long as we have, I, I mean, I, I, I the worst thing I the worst thing that can possibly happen is I get a call back that your house is flooded after we've done the grading and exactly. the drainage. I stand behind my work, and any licensed contractor, I, I'm I, I'm not really sure about every state or different provinces in Canada, et cetera, but. Most contractors who are licensed have to offer a very, very specific warranty. And I do not want to be in a warranty repair situation no. when it's my fault because I didn't do well, my job. Well, you get in the warranty work with the contractor, it's going to cost you twice yeah. as much as a contractor <laughs> yeah. to fix it. Exactly. So you, you, you want to do it. Most of the time when it's designed properly, mm -hmm. um, you won't have that issue. Right. Um, and especially you get back to the storms we're having. Mm -hmm. It has to be set up for a storm that you know, can have a almost a flash flood type of right. you know thing right. to it basically. Right. All right. So so okay, so so 
the client has signed on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. We have a, you on, we, we're on the schedule. Okay. We've got everything staged. We've ordered if you know there's spe- specialty, you know stabilization materials, what have you. We have mm-hmm. everything ordered. Everything's together. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing we do? I mean, we're ready to dig, right? Mm-hmm. No, we call Miss Utility. Well, we don't actually call them anymore. We it's, everything's electronic. Miss Utility is. In Maryland, D.C., Virginia, Delaware, I'm not sure how many states. They are a free service for most of your public utilities to come and mark said utilities. Most of the people who are listening to this have heard their commercials on television or seen their commercials online or on the radio before. Before you dig, call Miss Utility or whatever the specific company in your area is. That is a law. It is the law. Exactly. Shane, what happens if we hit a... Let's, let's use an example. We did, decided not to call Miss Utility because we were pretty sure we knew where everything was and it was all good and we hit the Fios line. The Fios. Horizon Fios. Fios line is probably the worst thing you can probably hit. Okay. Because it's glass. How so. deep is that generally? Yeah. Oh, well, it could be down an inch. It could okay. be down six inches. Right, exactly. So yeah. Generally, yeah. we find Fios at, six, at an inch. Yep. Never. It's supposed to be, you know, usually they, they, they're a little trencher machine they have. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be around 12 to 6 inches. Mm-hmm. I've never found it. <laughs> We're near Neither have I. So, yeah. And you can usually pull it all back up and find it easily. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, uh, let's see. Let me let's say the last time. Um, well, let's not go. Let, let's that's not the right question. I'm thinking the last time that we hit a FIOS line, the, when they tried to bill us, even though we'd called Miss Utility already and they'd marked it in the wrong place, that bill was close to three thousand dollars. Correct. Yeah. Now we fought it, and they ended up saying, "Yeah, you're right. We marked it wrong." But <laughs> let me tell you something, that's a hell of a bill to the, pay. The thing with Miss Utility is, always mm-hmm. remember too, you you have to make sure it's been marked properly at least. Yes. You don't want to hit electric. I mean, no. it's it's really, if you have it marked, I, I guess you could say it's on them, but you know, really it's still on you too. You have to be careful. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is you got to make sure your ticket, they're going to give you a ticket number mm-hmm. and a date the ticket's good to. Right. The start date and the ending date. And then the... If you get close to the ending date, you want to call again yep. and re-up the ticket. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're asking on the phone, do you want it remarked? Either you know where it's at, you want it remarked. Usually, we ask for having it resprayed, mm-hmm. and uh, then they re-up your ticket, and mm-hmm. you're good. Um, if you hit something like that, and everybody's done it, mm-hmm. basically you have no leg to stand on right. if you don't have a ticket number, and they will bill you accordingly. Mm-hmm. And usually, if it's FIOS, they have three or four trucks come out there mm-hmm. to repair a little line and mm-hmm. your bill will be yep. 3000 above. Yeah, and because. if you're a homeowner and you're trying to tackle doing some digging around your house house yourself, you still need to call. The, you are not it's exempt. The it's, it's the same deal. And they do not care if you're the homeowner and not the contractor. It's the same rules. Basically, yeah. the contractor and the homeowner are, mm-hmm. are on, on that level are created equal. Exactly. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, they, fear, they, they feel as though they've advertised enough to tell you, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. they put it in your hands. So um, yeah. just be, it's a buyer. Mm-hmm. It's a person beware, not a buyer. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and I will say, it, I, I have partnered with Miss Utility over the last year in some of their educational events and trying to continue to spread the word and they are a really good company but what they are is a clearinghouse so they don't mark everything so if you have a dog fence they don't know where your dog fence is that's not a public utility Mm -hmm. if you have 
a well, they don't know where your well line is. That's not a public utility. That's a private utility. Septic, private utility. Electric line to a shed, mm -hmm. private utility. Private utility as well. Lamppost, uh, also private utility. Unless it's like a street lamppost, but private utility. So, so you need to keep in mind, it's really not that hard to find this information out, but if you are about to dig or your contractor's about to dig, misutility is a 100% must every time there is no exception to that rule. Bar period. And end of this end of discussion. So let's get down to some of the other stuff we were talking about well, and then just I'm sorry, on ahead, the misutility and most yeah, of the yeah. time you look at a contractor's mm -hmm. contract some of them will have on there um, not responsible for private utilities. Right. And that's what they mean by private utilities. Whatever belongs okay. to you, going yeah. to uh, sheds, barns, um, mm -hmm. garages, off, right. you know, anything right. like that, is, right. that's when they say private utility. That's what right. they mean. And it's very difficult to find that stuff unless there was a plan laid out mm -hmm. or you have a private locating company come out and do it. Right. Not everybody has a private. So it's, right. it's it usually you just, you're, you know, a lot, a lot of them roll the dice. Um, and a lot of homeowners know where those lines are, right. um, but if you're the second or third owner, you're mm -hmm. not going to know where it's at, and right. unfortunately, they do get hit, but you have to right. account for that, basically. Right. right. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, mm -hmm. and we've talked about, you mentioned black mold a little bit, mm -hmm. um, rot at the band board. Man, that, that's horrible. When, oh, because yeah. that's, that's your floor joists that are going to that band board sitting atop your foundation. When that starts to rot, that rot migrates it well, doesn't just stay there <laughs> most of the time when the top board like you know mm -hmm. they say the band board mm -hmm. you know that's the that almost be the top floor you know basically as you're walking on it on your first level you know mm -hmm. or if it's a slab it's gonna be that right the basement level right. but um usually outside you'll see a house the mulch will be right up to the top of the siding or the, mm -hmm. you could see the sliding glass door or the front door mm -hmm. and there's only like a couple inches there Right. But usually most counties want six inches. Right. And the reason they have that is because bugs get in and everything. Mm -hmm. It's a good, it, it's, they don't always enforce that mm -hmm. when you see, but some of your home inspectors, if you go to sell a home, will see that and they want six inches there. Yeah. You know, or close to it. If you can't get it, then it, it's, yeah. it is what it is. But most of the time on a new home, there should be at least six inches Definitely. from the top of that, or at least Definitely. from your siding down. Definitely. You know. Not unless yeah. it's all brick. No, it's a, it's a brick or concrete and, foundation. And that brings me to another point that I think is really important to put out there, which is on a new home, the area of what's considered overdig mm -hmm. of the foundation is typically three feet. Yep, three from feet. From the foundation. around the foundation. And no matter what you do to compact that, and in the first place, if you take a jumping jack tamper and go all the way down to the drain tile and compact it, you've ruined your drain tile. So, mm -hmm. And most builders... Well, we won't get into that, what well, most builders do. But it takes seven years is the, you the, the don't, rule of thumb. You don't ride up on a foundation. We did right. a number of foundations, and when you backfill one, you never ride up on them. Right. Um, because you have a, it would it, be a nightmare to blow the wall out, they call it. You crack the wall, mm -hmm. and basically you vault the wall. Exactly. So, and that's yeah. not a cheap fix. I know. So you, basically you backfill it, and you mm -hmm. let it naturally settle, right. and the dirt settles in. The walls are, the concrete walls are, you know, tremendously strong yes they are structures so mm -hmm. but um if you take a a large loader up against it mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. uh no match yeah and and most of your counties will not let you set footings within that area like for a deck if you're going to put your posts through your deck out they have to be three feet or more away from the house wall 
or the footing needs to be dug to the level of the basement floor. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much universal building code. So there's a reason for that because that seven feet, that, I mean, at three feet, excuse me, that settles, as I said, for seven years. And that takes a while. And a lot of times, especially from the original builder backfill, that can also cause an area of negative drainage against the foundation. Sure. So like you were saying about, you know, building up the mulch too high, building mm. the bed too high, that's true. But then there's the equal and opposite effect of not touching it and then having water Go coming back. back towards the foundation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's a little it can get a little tricky. So a lot of times you see it on mm -hmm. a drainage job, mm -hmm. you're there have water getting into the basement and mm -hmm. there's a pretty substantial size deck behind the house. Right. Where you get under the deck with a flashlight and the mm -hmm. grade's going towards the house because right. it's settled mm -hmm. in that overdig which right. when the foundation was really originally put in. And uh, right. very difficult to fix. Sometimes you got to pry the boards up to get the dirt back in there if it's a low one, you know. Mm -hmm. But the, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's a common thing with the water yeah. flowing on on a new home. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we could talk about this literally all night long, but and we could talk about mulch. We could actually talk about the different types of mulch and why to use different types of mulch for probably forty five minutes. But right. I don't want to bore everyone to death. Anyway, we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> but but listen, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really really appreciate it again mr shane ross from first impression land services shane do you want to give um give your website uh, if you could just say it and spell it out that'd be fantastic uh actually right now our website's down so oh okay we're, we're well then you can contact shane through me and yeah. that's absolutely yeah. fine so here's what i would really really love for anyone to do contact me give me some ideas tell me what you want to talk about tell me what you want to hear about within the you know scope of work that we cover you know we can i've been doing this for 30 years i know so many different industry experts and i have a huge long list of different podcasts um you know that i want to put out but i would love to talk about stuff that maybe some of the listeners would want to talk about and answer some questions so you know, please, you know, give our th our podcast thumbs up, um, subscribe, um, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, and that's Carol Landscaping Inc. on YouTube. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn, that's the easiest way to follow me, Kevin Moore, um, and you, I will pop right up. I am quite popular on LinkedIn. Follow me on Twitter as well, please, at Kevin Carol Land. And that's at K-E-V-I-N-C-A-R-R-O-L-L-L-A-N. That's right, three L's, at Kevin Carroll Land. Get a, get a hold of me through our website, carroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L-landscaping.com. And I really, really appreciate, again, your time. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we will be coming to you again soon. I promise. Have a great day.